You're listening to episode number 246 of the 360 Vegas Podcast. Hi, this is Bo. You're listening to 360 Vegas Podcast. For lots of great content about Vegas and more, check out the blog at 360VegasPodcast.com. Or you can email your hosts at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. Now, if you enjoy the show, you can show your support by shopping at Amazon. <laughs> Just go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner, and start your shopping. It's really that easy to give your friends at 360 Vegas money without really giving them money. Or shit, why not just give them money? You can do that through <laughs> PayPal. Go to the blog, click on the donate button, and there you go. Now, warning, of course, the hosts have a really good time doing this show. And sometimes they laugh a lot. And sometimes it's kind of a high-pitched witch-like cackle-giggle thing, actually. <laughs> but, but hey, if you don't like that, you don't have to listen. They really don't care. And you can suck it. <laughs> general, a little bit of teeth, but not too much. But anyway, let's get on to the fun part of the show. Your hosts, Mark, Karen, and Tony. Love you guys. Keep it coming. Don't forget, ZorkFest is Friday and Saturday, December 1st and 2nd in Atlantic City. Learn how to make the most of loyalty programs and get better comps. Register to attend at ZorkFest.com by November 1st and use the promo code ZORK360 to receive $35 off your admission. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pool's the casino. Big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? On a gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The Strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. Oh, my God, it was Bo. Yeah. I'm so excited. I had to keep that a secret from her, Bo. I, she had no idea. Oh I said, God, I said, I, I said, we have Bo. a listener, and I kept intentionally being vague about, well, and I didn't well, ask the, who it well, was. Well, the listener is going to do this, and the listener didn't know this. And the funny thing was, I knew the voice as soon as I heard it. I just haven't heard it in so long. I'm like... And nobody, uh, and the listeners of the show don't know Bo. Okay. This is this is a close friend. Oh, I, no, but they will know an experience. How did you get to know Bo? I went to China with Bo. Karen met <laughs> Bo through the special program she went it's to. It's basically at work. like the internal. Well, they know executive MBA program. Remember at they work. talked yeah. about that yeah. whole thing. But yes, that's one of the people, and we became he, very he close friends. He was on my project team, which is kind of like going to war with somebody. As a matter of fact, um, the Corn the concert we went, where they played their entire first album in DC. We went to go visit them. Yeah, and we, we, we stayed with them. We stayed with with he and Bill, and yeah, yeah. It, uh, Bo was like one of my favorite people. And what's funny is. And this is kind of a side story. He knew about the podcast, but he hadn't been listening for a while until, you know, Bo decided to move on to, well, early retirement, basically. He, <laughs> he, left, he left the company and, it, and did it in such a way where there was some, you know, monetary compensation that allowed him to not have to work for a bit. So they live in D.C., but they own property in, in Florida. And so he would go on these long road trips and drive from D.C. to Florida, and he just started listening to the podcast. And every so often he'd you know, send me texts and tweets about, oh my God, I was laughing so hard. Or like the last <laughs> time that uh, when you ended up in the, the hospital and, you know, in Vegas, he was like, I was so stressed out listening to this for you. Like just, it's funny because he started listening. And then a couple weeks ago when Tony wasn't on, but you and I were bickering about the legal ramifications for, you know, why the Gambling and the marijuana. Right. And I, I mentioned that, you know, I had a friend that sent me a text about it, and his dad used to be an ATF agent. Well, it was Bo. Yeah. And Bo, he, he texted me afterwards, and he's like, I'm sorry, this is a long random story. But he's like, oh, my God, I heard my name mentioned on the show. <laughs> so, so I did, he is one of my absolute, I know nobody else has had a chance to meet him yet. I have been harassing Oh, my God, it'd be amazing for him. him to go to a Vegas vacation. Well, yeah, so he's basically, you know, he, he's told his, uh, his husband, Bill, that they just, Bill's going to have to get a second job so that Bo doesn't have to work anymore. <laughs> and I basically told him that he has to come out like in May for the Vegas vacation. I think he he would have come out 
over Labor Day, but they had something else that was already planned or booked. I forget where he was going, but no, he he will be out. But we'll make an appearance. And now <laughs> I built him up so much, so people are gonna be All like, right. "Woo!" Yeah. So he's the best. I just he's uh, again like like my brother from another mother or something. <laughs> I just I love him. And I'm so thrilled that he did that. Thank you, Bo. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. All right, I'm done gushing. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm in a good mood now to start the show. Yay! <laughs> so because. Usually she's in a bad mood when well, she has to podcast normally, with Mark and I. It is a 50-50. Normally Mark is giving me shit before we even get on the show, so I start off cranky just from the get-go. But just hearing the dulcet sounds of, uh, sounds of Bo's voice, I'm just, I'm good. That's because it doesn't matter every single fucking week, and no matter how much I give you shit each week about being late to the show, you're always fucking late. Okay, to but me. no, though this time I wasn't late because you didn't give me a time. You said we're on Tony's time. So when you came upstairs to go set up, you didn't give me an ATA. And, and when you yelled down, you said, yeah. he's ready. How fast was I up here? And to be fair with you, he didn't say he was ready when I said that. I just tried to time as to how long it takes you, you to get ready. <laughs> I saw oh. I saw that Tony was available on Skype. And I go, all right, so it normally takes her about this. But he's ready. <laughs> and I just I timed it. You're and an it worked ass. out perfectly. It worked out perfectly. You are an ass. Yeah, I'm oh. pretty proud of myself. So here's an idea. Mm that I wanted to throw out to you guys. Tony, I'm not sure if you're familiar with these games. I know you are. But for the listeners out there, these puzzle games, super, super popular on yeah, I'm on touch to devices, iPads, iPhones, any yep. smart devices. Basically, any kid that played Tetris or Dr. Mario growing up. They're all variations yeah. of that. It's really what it is. It's just variations on Actually, that. Actually, you know what it's like for me? It's like my favorite slot machine that I can never find anymore, which is gems. Okay. I love gems. So. Keep that in mind, because that's where I'm going with this. All right. So these games are uh, they're free to play. However, they get addicting, and the way that they make money is that people will pay to get more coins lives or pay or to get more lives or whatever it is. There's something to do with the game. Like, do you want to keep playing? And you do want to keep playing, because you keep getting close to defeating this level or whatever. So you end up paying to do this. That, to me seems like the future of slots. They keep trying to come up with all of these fucking ideas that will engage people. That, to me, seems like what would engage you. Put some money in, play this puzzle. Fuck, I got, I'm so close. Like, no, no, yes, I'll fucking pay more. Yes, pay more. So I'm... I'm, I'm trying to take a step back and think about it. So you already... Your payout would be you actually win the level. That's your, your big Yeah, thing. but it, it would have to be a huge... Like, they'd have to whatever the the on an actual gambling machine the payout to win that level would have to be huge well but think about this like you would get a little bit like every time you make one of those little uh, connections you know like oh you want some money or you lose money you want some money. it sounds like you need to like put a patent on this and start designing one oh i i'm not that's i we just gave somebody an idea i make jokes <laughs> and uh <laughs> <laughs> Some of them funny. Yeah. Some of them not. I attempt to be incredibly vulgar and that, say that, that you're successful. Say uh, witty things at times and be thoughtful and thought provoking and 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 uh, whatever. Meh. <laughs> Tony, are you familiar with these games at all? I am. I am a little bit familiar. I have been sucked into some of these these games where I'm like, all right, fine, I'll just pay a couple dollars. Okay, fine, I'll pay a couple more dollars. Okay, here, here's my credit card. Let's just keep this on file. So yeah, I think this is a <laughs> I think this is a clever enough idea and that might be the way to to do it. I uh, that's that's interesting. Yeah, I mean it's all basically I mean I guess the most popular yeah, and you would be able to speak to this better, Karen. Candy Crush, would that be a the, like a super popular version you could point to and say, yes, that kind of game. Well and, and Candy Crush I think has created several different versions of itself. Because there's Candy Crush, the regular one. But it's the same concept, it's that puzzle game. Yeah. And where that's, you make that's matches. the one that I would imagine most people who aren't really into these would be like, Oh yeah, I know the Candy Crush game. Yeah, I know yeah. that. Well, and, and you even introduced me to, this is so sad, the Family Guy version of that. It's yeah. literally a Family Guy game that plays like Candy Crush. That's what I mean. There's tons of them. You could, It would be just like slot machines where this, the concept remains the same. You put money in to play this. You get money when you make combinations, and you get even more money when you complete you know, a level. Right. And you can then buy in to get more lives if you didn't accomplish it within X amount or what. Like, it just it seems you, think, like I that's the way. I think you need to find a developer and start patenting this idea. 
Mm-hmm. Sense in the future. Yeah, I'm gonna cut all this out of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> <Brought it laughs> <up>. <laughs> this, I was this like, your bright idea. I was like, this would be a fun thing to talk about. And we were like, this is a billion dollar idea. You fucking idiot. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> 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 it's on. You've got it on record, though. I mean, this audio recording is could would be your. Well, your I got a lawyer yeah, backing this up. But if he, but Tony, okay, so good point. But if he hasn't actually done anything to start developing it. Like, if he just talks about it and puts it out in a public TM, 360 forum. Vegas. TM. <laughs> <laughs> now you're all fucked. I mean, that would be so like, now it's some, you need to go to one of those patent my yeah. product websites or something. Now at some point, room. I could argue it in a, in a court of law. Like, it was clearly my idea here, right. and I right. trademarked it on the air. And we all know if I just say it, it's true. So <laughs> Yeah, uh, especially in your world. Right. In the exactly. world of Mark, as, exactly. as long as I say it, it's true. <laughs> But all joking aside, it's it's certainly an intriguing idea. You know, my so these new things that are well, probably not new to most people that don't live out in BFE. But for us folk in in Lansing, the newest hot craze is this new barcade that we've got in town, and you can go and you can drink great beers and great cocktails, and you're playing all sorts of. 70s pinball machines and 80s video uh, arcade machines. Wait, it sounds like you're describing insert coins. Yes, except this one's actually gonna has actually made it. Well, yeah, um, it, it sounds like his is more of a vintage idea. I think it's cute. Sounds like you could do it a, a, as a kitschy thing as opposed to like a giant Dave and Buster's or even like an insert coins. This sounds cute. And so we'll go. It. Jen and I were playing on a Tetris machine last night. And we had a great time. Imagine if you were to, I mean, under your hypothetical, Mark, it cost me $5 to get into a a Tetris game. And maybe the first round, once I clear the first five lines, they give me 50 cents. And then on the second round, when you got to clear 10 lines, they give you a dollar. You know, because to the best of my recollection, I made it up to round like, I don't know, four or five where each time it seemed like they were adding on an additional five lines to complete that that round. Maybe the first round is at five dollars. It's going to cost me, you know, meaning I got to get through the first three rounds to even break even. Yeah. And then anything above that, you make a couple bucks. But if you get to a certain dollar amount, well, then they're going to say, do you want to continue for an additional three dollar buy in? Yeah. Well, fuck, if I win this round and I'm going to make $10, yeah. I still clear 7 bucks. Hell yeah, I'm going to try that. Yeah. I mean, something like that seems like a great idea. See, Tony obviously gets this. I think you and Tony need to put this together and get it on paper, <laughs> like ASAP. What I think slot manufacturers have to wrap their heads around is that pushing a button, watching and some watching something happen and be like, what happened? What happened? It, that's You need to immediately interact with the game. You need to buy into it. I mean, think about all these games, like the first couple rounds, they're just explaining to you how the fucking game works. You know, so you've got to get invested in it and be like, this is fun. I want to do this. And then that's when you start spending money on this. Like, fuck yeah, I want to keep going. I, for the record, I still don't. I have never spent money on any of the Candy Crush games I have. See, I, I like, just wait until my lives. Well, it also helps that I can play them on three different devices. But so I just wait until oh, my geez. lives, like, re, you know, if they're up on one, I burn through them on one, then I go to the other. See, so, yeah. and I'm I'm different. I, like, I don't get roped in and throw money like, oh, I'm going to keep playing. But what I like to do is periodically, nah, that game doesn't count. We're not talking about that game. That I, game's totally different. Okay. These games, what I like to do in general, like Family Guy's a good example of it. I've, I've spent like 20 bucks on that Family Guy game. And it's only because I'm like, this game is really fun. I spend a lot of time with it and I enjoy it. I think the people that worked hard to, de- to, to develop this game deserve money for it. So uh, I'll find a couple things that I'll throw some money at. Like, one well, thank you for creating this game. This, this is really, really fun. You're welcome. Oh, wow, you didn't do shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> all right, all right. Listen, let's start the show. He's Mark. She's Karen. I'm Tony. And I'm being sponsored drunk tony's being sponsored by uh, alistair and his mb roland that he gave to me from the uh whiskey tasting that we did during 360 vegas vacation five so thank you alistair for uh, sending the mb roland with us how much alcohol did you come back with uh, guys i kid you not i came home with seven bottles of bourbon and that was after i was pouring random bottles of bourbon yeah. uh, to the folks out on the casino floor when we were at cromwell that last night i was in town oh he is God. 360 vegas tony karen i think he's I earned know, it but how did you get those all home 
Um, honestly, I went to CVS and I bought a uh, like a like a carry-on bag and I threw clothes into the carry-on bag nice. to lighten my suitcase <laughs> so that I could then put the alcohol in to offset the the weight. Well, nice. yeah, because the the, the alcohol is going to weigh a hell of a lot more, and whatever bottle they're in is going to weigh a hell of a yeah, lot more. Yeah, the bottle than your, uh, really. Your suitcase. Well, and I couldn't get the alcohol through uh, TSA right. anyway, but I knew I could get my dirty ass underwear ah, and you know yes. socks and stuff. Through Unless TSA, you got a freaky so. TSA agent, they were going to open that bag. <laughs> right. Hey, what they're into is none of That's my right. business. That's right. Judge. <laughs> Let your freak flag fly. I didn't say freak was a bad thing. I just said they would have to be freaky to want to dive enough, into fair that. Fair enough. Yeah, that's right. I'm the one that I'm threw the judging. negative connotation on it. I apologize. <laughs> you know what's never freaky? Random Vegas facts. <laughs> I, it, it is sometimes, actually. While drafting up the final deal for MGM to purchase Mirage Resorts, Kirk Akorian's lawyer tried to get him to put a non-compete clause in the agreement, which he responded, absolutely not. The best thing that could happen to us is that Steve comes back and builds a place across the street. That's awesome. Got that from the book, Winner Takes All. Well, and if you, for folks who, Mitchell, you can skip the next 30 seconds because you're not going to appreciate anything I'm about to tell you. If you can cast your mind's eye back to Vegas vacation, when they pull up to the Mirage, they've got shots across the street of, of the casinos. And at the time, it was um, the Westward Ho was what was across the street from Mirage. So Kirk Corey knew exactly what he was talking about. Build bigger things that make people want to come to this section of the Las Vegas Strip. Yeah. And not across the street. It, it's down the street a bit. It's down. It was down by Stardust. <laughs> Even what? I'm... The Westward Ho? Yeah. Hmm. I may have to fact check this. Because <laughs> even I sat there and I looked at Mark and went, I don't think that's right. No. It was never across the street. Harris has been there for fucking ever. And for the record, when you oh, said when you said Vegas yeah. vacation, I automatically thought, well, which which 360 I thought Vegas the same vacation? thing. I thought the same thing. It took me a minute yes. to go. Oh, the movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> got it. Oh, right. But you are right. That's they, funny. Westward Ho does uh, or Tally Ho? No, Westward Ho. I don't fucking remember. Some Ho. Uh, <laughs> some Ho. There's some Ho down the street. It, she was always it is, there. It is featured in that movie. That's one of those properties I never got to see. It was closed and gone before I I got to Vegas. I just I love the fact that that especially in a in a market like Vegas, you don't want to have the you don't monopoly. want to eliminate competition. No, no, because part of that is what I mean. Good, you could almost say the Vegas is close to having like two monopolies because the bulk of the strip is Caesars or MGM properties. Right. But the ones that aren't owned by them, Cosmo, Trop. Venetian Palazzo win. At least and I two hate of those are fucking it. juggernauts. I hate to say it, even goddamn TI. They offer something different yeah. that I think keeps the the big properties from being complacent. So I love the fact that he knew that that was necessary. Yeah. And I love the fact that he appreciated what Steve Wynn did with the Mirage. Oh, I can't wait to tell you guys that story. I know. Quit. <laughs> well, Teasing. There's so oh much. Man, are they coming out for fuck's sake? Yeah. We're, we're doing Seriously, the, jackass. We're doing the enhanced <laughs> podcast now, and I, I, I thought I very explicitly, or at least. Uh, yeah, but we still can harass you because the, the listeners harass you and us what? all the time about it. So. They're fucking coming. You just relax. It's mm-hmm. funny. <laughs> all right, all right. How about Twit Pick of the Week? It's a view we've all enjoyed before in one form or another and is most likely the happy place you go to in your mind when such psychological barriers need to be established. The view of Vegas at night, its energy and noise muted by the window in your room, separating you from basking in all its glory does little to suppress the feeling of excitement attained by simply observing it. In my experience, the feelings this view stirs up can only be compared to the anticipation you feel before having sex. Euphoria brought on by the knowledge that what you are about to experience is the pinnacle of human pleasure. Thank you, at Link, for stirring up such light-heading blisses. Bliss. Light-headed bliss. Light-headed bliss. <laughs> I'm sorry, what is that? What are we thinking? <laughs> I was like, wait, where's he going with this? 
it's a great picture. It, it's actually such a great picture. I could kind of sort of see something like this being turned into a a, a, a poster size and, and framed yeah, oh, and yeah. mad and put on a wall. That's It's gorgeous. Although the irony is not lost on me. It's clearly not taken from the link. No, it, no, it isn't. No, it I, isn't. I thought that was weird too. The second I saw it, I'm like, why are you guys sharing this? Because it's Vegas mm. and anything that well, brings and, people to Vegas. And I think it was taken from um, the Eiffel Tower at Paris. So at least it's, you know, it's a they're, it's, they're keeping see, it in the family. And, and that's not, see, I'm not even sure if it if it is from there. Because if you look at how close it is to the to the southern tower of Bally's, I swear it's just the northernmost peak of, of the Paris actual hotel tower instead of the Eiffel Tower experience. I could be wrong. But that's that was what I got. It just how close it it was to that. Then again, actually, the more I think about it, it was towering over it. Yeah, it's definitely the Eiffel Tower. Now that I think about it, I, I like I like how I'm exp I'm defending it, and while defending it, I'm like, no, you're totally wrong, Mark. Mark, are you familiar with the phrase "journey of discovery"? <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to share it with you all. Welcome. I knew if I just gave you enough time, you'd be able to get there on your own. Oh my God, Tony, you just described every major decision that I have to deal with Mark on. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. He'll come into me and say, "You know what? I want to do this. We're going to do this," and I'm sitting back there going, "That is the worst idea ever." But I never say it. Say, really? Okay. You sure? Tell me more. All right. <laughs> no, and then then he he's like, yeah, we're gonna do it. I'm like, okay. Then he and then he goes away, and I know he's thinking about it. He comes back and he's like, yeah, I'm not gonna do that. And here's why. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> my God, like I never have to tell. Like literally, I never tell Mark. That's a unless it is really just a completely stupid <laughs> bullshit idea. But most of the time, when stuff he wants to do, if I don't think it's a good idea, I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Sure. You just go right ahead and make that happen. 99.9% .9 of the times he comes back and goes, yeah, this, uh, that was a bad idea. I'm not going to do that. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> oh, okay. But, but if, you, if you think that's best, Mark, if yeah. you think that's best. If, if, if you really want to, all right. Well, as always, we will link the photo to our blog, featured on all of our social media outlets, such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google Plus, and Twitter, as well as all the enhanced show versions of our podcast. Oh, I don't know how many we've got, uh, which you should be seeing right now. <laughs> See, that's that's new language. Ah, somebody threw a new language in on me. <laughs> I will always read the words on the teleprompter. Damn it. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? <laughs> For this being, um, right. this is supposed to be a short show. It's not going to be a short never, show. Never, <laughs> ever. Let's move into the news. All right, we got the Park MGM pool progress. Yeah, unfortunately, I have to start referring to it as that. Although not completely. Vegas Bright shared this week the progress being made at the pool area of the resort soon to be formerly known as Monte Carlo. The wave pool, lazy river float attraction, and sand volleyball courts are all gone. In their place currently are two pools. The smaller of the two is rectangle shaped with a hot tub adjacent to it, located closest to the entrance of the pool area. The other is larger but surprisingly narrow and considering the remainder of the undefined space, it appears these options aren't going to be able to accommodate capacity, and that doesn't even take into account the rumored plans for a Nomad pool deck. Now, of course, this is all just speculation, as plans for the area, official plans for the area, were never actually made public, but please, if you're enjoying the Enhanced Podcast, touch that title right now and take a look at the, take you right to the article, take a look at those pictures. That pool is quite narrow and it, it almost looks like an olympic sized pool if you cut it into thirds i i'm afraid that somebody took a look at harris pool and said we could do that just longer just just longer, just longer. and not nearly yeah yeah no we don't need it that wide just just Nobody's, one long one he's gonna do laps just spread it out so they can all hang out around the edge it does seem like you know what oh you know what it, this is i, I just hit me <laughs> it, he had a moment folks it's it's like Every time you've seen somebody who has a personal bowling alley or like two bowling lanes uh, in their house, yep. it's sure. like Monte Carlo said, we're going to make our own swimming pool. It, it, it's a lap pool. Ah, two laps. Two, two laps. We'll, we'll have two lanes. 
I don't know how the fuck that's going to work. I have no idea how that's going to accommodate. Especially when you look at all the area that's available there. It's like, I hope you're planning on putting like one giant fucking bar or something. Because if those are all going to be chairs, that's not going to be nearly enough water to accommodate. Just your, your, we've hung out at many pools and seen how many people go in there. That place is going to be spilling over. Well, yes. But I also think that what they're looking at is the, the general trend in people right now when they're at the pool. They don't swim. That's true, they but they want to hang out in the pool. You're not even going to get enough people to hang out in. Oh, it. they're all going to do it on the edges. That's why it's long and thin. Uh, so that, huh. that's why you have more edge for people to have their drinks sitting on the side and like leaning on the side while they're all in the pool talking to their friends. I, I, I hope there are other water features they have yet to break ground on. But considering, I, I, I don't see how there would be. Just based on, on those pictures, I don't see how there would be. It looks like that's what they're stuck with, and you're just not going to have a whole lot of pool. Yeah. Yeah. How about the wind policy changes? The first of what will more than likely be a series of short-lived, over-the-top policy changes revolving around hotel security. Steve Wynn told a media outlet that if a room at one of his properties has a Do Not Disturb sign on it for more than 12 hours... An investigation will be launched, seemingly conflicting with the very concept of do not disturb. It's unclear how many complaints will be filed or how long before this exercise in futility is aborted. If the announced plans to build a giant King Kong as part of Paradise Park project slated to replace the golf course at Wynn Encore wasn't sign enough, surely this is a clear indication that Wynn is slipping into senility. Let's try and remember him as the revolutionary he once was instead of the antics that will no doubt continue until he slips loose this mortal coil. So so you get why. I, no, this is Could not. this be the very definition of Paranoid. going after a bumblebee with a fucking shotgun? Absolutely. Because that is absolutely asinine yep. that you would waste that money, time, effort to launch a fucking investigation to... I have it's I've only ever stupid, and probably about about three years ago, I started. Okay, so when I travel, I'm normally not gone for more than five nights. I, I mean, I'm five nights at home in my own bed without having somebody come in and change everything. Yeah, I can out make my own bed. I'm not worried about that. Yeah, that's fine. And the weird thing is, is I, I do in hotels. So do I. Even well, I know, but you like beat that into my head. <laughs> so. <laughs> It, it was, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter, there was one time where, uh, and this is what started it, I came back and literally all of my cosmetics, and, and I'm, I'm a woman, I've got yeah. creams and potions and lotions and shit for days, <laughs> literally had been moved and set up on, they, they took one of the, um, the washcloths and laid it out and set everything up according to size, including my toothbrush, including everything, and had adjusted it and set it all out on the counter in the bathroom. And I went right down to the front desk and I'm like, okay, this is wrong. This is creepy. I don't know this, if this is a standard practice, but don't do it. Yeah. When I've already unpacked my shit and I have it where I need it, don't touch it. Honest to God, don't touch it. And ever since then... I, I don't. My room is, I am not that dirty of a person. I can pick up after myself. Yeah. I don't need them coming in every day, and I don't want them touching my stuff. Yeah, we leave the Do Not Disturb on the entire time. Literally, as soon as we get to the room and we drop our stuff off, the Do Not Disturb goes on that sign, and it's yeah. there for all five, six nights. And there. I've only ever had one time a hotel contact me after, I think, the second day and ask me, you know, your, your sign's been up for two days. Is everything okay? Absolutely, mm. it is. I don't. Mm. I'm. I'm fine. I don't need you in there. I'm good. Yeah. It's only you know, points. I spent three nights at the Cromwell during Vegas Vacation Five this past Labor Day, and I had my Do Not Disturb sign on my door the entire time. Every morning, well, let's say every evening, when I would finally come back to my room to retire for the evening, there was a voicemail message waiting for me saying, "Hi, Mr. Snyder. Just wanted to let you know that." We noticed that you had a do not disturb sign on your door. And if you need anything from us at all, please don't hesitate to call the housekeeping at 
one, two, three, four, yeah. and we'll be more than happy well, to bring you anything you need. Tony, and that, that, was that was probably That's, that was probably because you had your do not disturb sign up before they brought your luggage up, and you like royally ripped into them. For not no, it was subsequent too. They should have known better. If they've got my my <laughs> luggage, you put that shit in there. Damn it. Well, that's what I mean. That's why they're calling that from Michigan. That's why they're calling because you know you were like put the do not disturb sign up right away and went downstairs yeah, no. and like where's my luggage yeah to slap a bitch for that <laughs> <laughs> to me back when when i first started when i had a when? vehicle and when, i would when? start parking you know and, and they tell you right off the bat like you know anything you know stolen from your vehicle or whatever is is you know not their responsibility wherever you're at like on, i just won't leave valuable things in my car then right. you go into these these hotels and they're like we're not responsible for this but um, my car is at least locked and people aren't fucking constantly going in there. If you're telling me that you aren't responsible for anything that your employees would do when they're in there, then I don't want your fucking employees in, in my room well, fucking around my the shit. The other thing, though, too, is just because you put that do not disturb sign up doesn't mean they're not going in the room. Oh, right. They can still get in. Yeah, exactly. True. Yeah. But I don't, I just, I don't want to give them the extra time because I've walked by watching them, you know, clean a room and the doors propped open and everything else. And See, that, like, and that's what I don't like is that, and I understand all the logistics of it. And I'm not, and if people who want to have their room taken care of, every, there's nothing wrong with that either. I just think it's fucking ridiculous. And, and to me, this is really just when looking for attention, like somebody interviewed him and he's like, uh, well, at our property, we do this, and then immediately tells them, like, we have to start doing this. Like, just fucking making yeah. shit up as he's going on. Well, because there's no, honestly, I don't think it's that unusual for people to have the do not disturb sign. I would imagine two, three, it's pretty nights. fucking common. I would think so, especially in Vegas when people are hungover and everything All hours else. of the All night. Out, yeah. Yeah. I don't think this is a weird thing. I do think this was Steve Wynn. Like, to your point, he was trying to kill a bumblebee with a fucking shotgun. Yeah. and just went... After 12 hours, it's like, really? Some people need more than 12 hours just to sleep over, sleep off the drunk. So yeah, It's you like, know. oh, oh you, want a, you want a sound bite? I'll give you a sound bite. Well, well done, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> well done, indeed. <laughs> Let's move into prop bets. For those of you unfamiliar, prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, the Vegas Golden Knights won their first ever regular season home game and are off to the best start by an expansion franchise in the history of the NHL. 3-0 at the time that this was written. Wow. That is the most sports ball I've ever said in my life. <laughs> and damn, I pulled that off. Almost, Next almost. Stop, ex ESPN. Except that he said it, it, it's 3-0 as opposed to they're 3-0. That is their uh, record. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it, you, right, you had it. You had it. You were you there. You were cruising. Yeah. I, I'm not going to lie. I, I kind of felt like... Uh, like no, 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 Tony. It's their record, like I... not a score. <laughs> <laughs> well, but in all fairness, that could be a score in hockey. It's true. It's true. If if, if I hadn't already prefaced that it the, was... The best start was by, yeah. by yeah. a friend. Yeah, I know, right? 3-0. and oh. That's impressive. That is impressive. The thing is, it has nothing to do with fan attendance rather than just the players and how they're playing. Yeah, I, don't, so. I haven't been paying attention to it. But, but you know what? I bet you if they start to get themselves a really great record people will start showing up for that because people become real easy what do you call that um fair, fair weather, weather fans, yeah, fans. fans yeah. yep oh. well and to be fair they are doing well their attendance is doing fine they're not they're not doing bad we're not well, trying to say that we're it, just and i think this is one of the benefits that vegas has versus a lot of other cities is that if their team so let's say that's a it's a uh, detroit Red Wings fan. Yeah. If the Red Wings are playing in Vegas, I personally think they're going to be more likely to go visit Vegas to go watch. We've their already team said play. that with uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. Yeah, yeah it's I mean, the same thing. All you need is is those who are fans of football or, or hockey or whatever right. is all, the only excuse you need to go. Well, we have to go to Vegas again. They're playing my team. And, and right. the flip side of it is, if you've never been to a sporting, either a hockey or a football game, and there's a game in Vegas that weekend for that day that you're there, because yeah. hockey plays through the whole week. You know, hey, let's go see a hockey game in Vegas. How ironic would that be? Yeah. I mean, we've done it every time we go to like smaller places where they have like minor league baseball teams. We're like, oh, we should go see a minor league baseball. When was the last time I we went to a minor league? Myrtle baseball Beach. Game? That was the last time we went to a small. How long ago was it that we went to Myrtle because, Beach? Because because since then we've been going to fucking ski places and Vegas all the time. Neither of which, well, I know I Vegas has a minor league, but I don't give a fuck. I think that was the one only time, and you wanted to go to a baseball game. Fucking I read your goddamn not. prep, a uh, prop bet. <laughs> prop bet. Oh yeah, because you've got one of you've got the best prop bet ever, Karen. This is the best All right, one. here we go. 
A Baccarat player was arrested at Sands Bethlehem Casino after he snorted cocaine at the table in full view of the casino staff. Security waited until the man got up to go to the bathroom to approach him, and upon searching him, found he was carrying 2.6 ounces of the drug. I had to Google how much that was. That's a it's, fucking lot. It's a lot. That's yes, a lot of fucking... Because normally, it's even like a, a you know, quarter of an ounce. Well, you ev- get arrested well and everything that I was seeing, when it, because I think I Googled... Give me a visual representation of 2.6 ounces, and they were like fucking like scotch glasses that, <laughs> like all the well, pictures. Shit from like a that. liquid standpoint, powder it's a little different, but yeah, Tony. Well, you know what? Might know. If 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 well, yes. If your our listeners really want to know what 2.6 ounces looks like, go take one of your the the little scale like food scales that you may have and put 2.6 ounces of baby powder on it. Just start shaking that thing until oh you get 2.6 ounces. <laughs> To appreciate just how much cocaine That's a that was. Shitload. Yeah. Now we figured out how Phil States is losing all of his uh, weight. This is it all <laughs> is coming together. Oh, I knew just... that asshole wasn't out there running. I know, right? Oh, running. <laughs> Eater Vegas reports that when it reopens in December of this year, after the current renovations are complete, the buffet at Palms will have a new name. Ah, new buffet. Uh, I looked it up and asked it's Google out. what it should be, and it said Hope. it's properly pronounced ought. It's, it's Hope Couture. It's Oat, yeah. Oat new buffet. It's stupid. It's, it's, it's no, meant it's to look stupid. hot is what it's meant to look like. No, it's like Oat. Hot is like a... Hot. It's, H-A-U-T-E. It's yeah, meant to hoat. look like that to people who wouldn't know how to pronounce it. That's exactly what it is. I promise you that's yeah, exactly what it is. It's a stupid name. Well, I agree. I agree with you. It was also revealed that new owners plan to open a second eight noodle bar location at Palms. The original has been in operation at Red Rock since 2004. The RJ shared a video of the renovation work being done at the rooms at the Cosmopolitan. Those of you that are interested can find a link on the blog to it. And I gotta say, I checked out the rooms. They're sharp looking rooms. I, the, My only thought about the look of these particular rooms is I think they're going to be immediately, uh, I don't want to say dated, but when you look at pictures from like the early 60s, when you see somebody had posted one of the maybe vintage Las Vegas pages that I follow on Facebook had Mm -hmm. some really cool pictures of the Flamingo from 1955 and they showed some interior hotel rooms and it just reeked of 1955 look. I think people are going to say, oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember staying at the Cosmopolitan in 2017 when they had this particular look and folks, you're going to just have to check out the, look at me building up. This is called uh, building up what drama, building up interest because now people are going to want to go check it out. And tell me, don't you think that that's going to encapsulate a certain era in 40 years from now when we're still doing 360 Vegas? Yeah, yeah. No, I agree with you. I, I, well, no, so here's what's funny. The video that's part of this, this is what the new rooms look like? Yeah. Okay, no, I, I, I disagree 100%. Because if I think of... So Tony's never seen... Wait, did you come up to our, one of our rooms this last time? Did you actually see what No, I was never invited, but that's fine. Oh, no. I take, I don't no, because you were supposed to have your own fucking room, asshole. Don't even start. <laughs> right. So I guess I should be careful how far I cast that. Uh, yeah, I you would. You probably should. <laughs> so the funny thing is anyone that stayed there before, I think about the wallpaper that was in the bathrooms that was the silhouettes of the women, the naked women, like up and yeah. down, up and down. This completely fits in with that theme and I didn't think it was dated before. I agree. I understand where he's coming from because the one they show you is is a very large silhouette and I could see how that might be but to your point it does fit with the motif and I'll, I'll, I'll even I'll even manzy you here a bit. I think Cosmopolitan if, if think about how long they've been around and they're renovating I think to their point they're going to be like this is going to be around for five years. We're, we're gonna change. Like, like we don't want these to stick around long. We and if want that's these the case, to be period. I appreciate it because yeah. I like having a new, fresh, modern room. I didn't like. I said when they announced the renovation, I didn't think the rooms needed it. I don't think they needed it. I mean, they they were great rooms. Even these, they really just look like updated versions of the same room. They do. Yeah. They really do. And it, they're sticking with the same design. Yeah, I agree. Theme. Yep. The one weird one was the picture of Queen Elizabeth in the closet. Was that the one? <laughs> That one I thought was a little weird, but the whole naked... That uh, might be the title of the show, Queen Elizabeth in the Closet. <laughs> it's on 
on there now. They're now they're all going to go to the Enhanced Podcast and check it out. <laughs> right. But no, it, it, like that was the one that I was like, well, that's kind of odd. But even the gigantic, honestly, they ripped it off. <laughs> the gigantic what? naked woman, like the back of the woman on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, Julie. Oh, Christina, yeah. <laughs> real fans pose nude. Come on, I know. where do you think they got that from? It'll, it'll, we, we we hashtag Cosmo in on all of those pictures. <laughs> so I think oh, should have trademarked that one. Right, I got to TM more things. All right, <laughs> T T bag what? T- <laughs> Whoa, right now. <laughs> Sorry, I'm moving on. Speaking of oversaturating, it's being reported that the WNBA team. San Antonio stars are in negotiations to be sold and relocated to Las Vegas. That ain't going to help you, honey. That's so fucking stupid. I, I, I how, don't. How is that league? Okay. For all the feminists that are listening, you're really going to hate this. But if you're listening to this show, you're probably not feminist. The WNBA should not be a league. They don't make any money. The NBA props them up so it can seem like they're like equality and stuff. The games are boring. Nobody cares. I agree I, there's no reason for me to go in any further i, I agree i'm gonna be like you know what i, I you know what i love is, is family guy does a thing where they talk about and that's why she commands seventeen thousand dollars a year and they're like yeah but is being this unattractive or, or is this is this little of a skill worth being so unattractive and he goes well that's for the fan to decide and you hear one guy go yay <laughs> <laughs> I, I fucking mangled that, but you... you no, and I get it, and I'm not saying that they're not talented athletes. It's just, just bo- saying, I agree, it's just boring. I don't actually want you to answer the comment I'm making or respond okay. to the comment I'm making. I don't understand why there, why men's NBA is any more or any less exciting or interesting than WNBA. Whether you've got men or women, they're still running back and forth trying to put a small ball through a giant hoop. I mean, that's just... It's, we're going to move on. That's it for news and prop bets. Let's move on to coming attractions. Coming Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you accent artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. This segment is brought to you by tickets.accessvegas.com. If you're going to a concert or event in Las Vegas or anywhere in the world, treat yourself right by grabbing great premium seats at tickets.accessvegas.com. Jay-Z is performing at the T-Mobile Arena in New York, New York's Park District, Saturday, October 28th. The show starts at 7 p.m. and tickets will start at $40. I'm going to read this one and then I have a clarifying question at the end. Guns N' Roses are performing at T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York's Park District, Friday, November 17th. Show starts at 6.30 p.m. Tickets start at $64. Now, just to be clear, this is the Guns N' Roses that is just Axl Rose and whoever he found. Oh, where have you been? They completely reunited the entire original lineup and they've been touring for like two years. Even with Axel? Yes. At some point, they all realized, like, nobody likes us without each other. Like, wow. people, ha- I, I've really pushed this to the point where people aren't putting up with my shit anymore. My last opportunity to cash in on any of this is you guys. After that, it's over. I didn't know that. All right. Lady Gaga is, uh, Lady Gaga is performing <laughs> at T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York Park District, Saturday, December 16th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $56. Okay, no offense. That seems really cheap to me. I agree. That's what it starts at. And that's an arena, which means those are the very tippy tops. That's fine. $56 to see her? Let's put it in perspective, because we just did three different artists that are all going to be at the T-Mobile Arena at New York, New York's Park District. You've got Lady Gaga at the top with... Excuse me, you've got Guns N' Roses at the top at $64, then Lady Gaga at 56 and then Jay-Z's rounding out the bottom at $40. I'm inclined to agree with Karen. I would have thought it would have been Lady Gaga, Jay-Z, Guns N' Roses in that order from most to least expensive. Well, and I've seen how that $40 is like, yeah, we have seven tickets that do that, and then they immediately jump to this. That's and then funny. I've also seen, like, I... I Further supporting my claim earlier that Guns N' Roses is just kind of in for the check, this is them going, 
we got to get as much as we can possibly get because they're not going to put up with this shit much longer. We've really <laughs> got to fucking just pull this off. And Lady Gaga, more than likely, is just like, I don't want to screw people. I, we're all making money here. There's no reason to gouge. Well, yeah, she's not hurting for, for funds right now. Yeah, so she's it's... She's going to do enough shows. Hell, she could... Oh, she should be the next resident. Tickets are really fascinating in concerts in general because it, a lot of it does have to do with the artist's preference. I mean, a lot of the times, those tickets are driven by not just demand... But the artist going, we're not, no, we're not. I'm not discounting my shit. I need more. Or, or, I'm or, not or yeah, I'm not. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Led Zepp again, a Led Zeppelin tribute band, is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay Thursday, December 28th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. and tickets start at $12. It's a tribute band. What are you going to do? I was, actually, I, I, I was impressed that you said that like as smoothly and clearly as you did. Zepp again. Up again. It would have taken me a minute. Nice job, Tony. Right. Well, I wasn't anticipating the $12 ending, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait, what? But it's House of Blues and it's a tribute band. It's not like it's the actual band. No, it's just right. Okay. And Maroon 5 is performing at Mandalay Bay Event Center Saturday and Sunday, December 30th and 31st. Ooh, New Year's Eve. Shows right? start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $90, but I bet they don't start at $90 on New Year's Eve. Yeah, no shit. That's a matter of fact, even when I saw that, I'm like, oh, 90 bucks for uh, Maroon 5. That's actually pretty inexpensive, all things considered. But Those would be the yeah, I agree. They would be way up there. The <laughs> yep, on the 30th. Well, don't forget that you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists that we report on on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's check the river. So, Mark, we've got some listener feedback. Uh, it looks like we got an email from a friend by the name of Rob Mignoli. Can we do it? I'm not reading. It's always you I know, two. but you looked at me, and I didn't know if you was Tell you what, let, let me read it, since he completely doesn't acknowledge me at all. <laughs> Wait, and he spelled, he spelled my name wrong. Go ahead, and I'll go ahead and... Uh, hey, at least your name was in there. <laughs> so, Karen and Mark... I want to thank you for not dignifying the Las Vegas shooter in your latest podcast. I'll admit I was curious what your comments would be, but only because I knew you would come from a different angle. Then, around two minutes into the podcast, it hit me. He's not going to say a word about it. A perfect F you to the psychopath and the proper way to respect the people involved. It allowed me to enjoy the podcast and appreciate Vegas, which is the reason we all listen. Thank you again for understanding that better than anyone. Keep up the great work, Rob. Well, thank you, Rob. This is just one piece of feedback that we received regarding our treatment of that situation. And I wanted to explain why we addressed the situation the way that we did. I'm a firm believer that the primary goal of terrorism or whatever that thing was is to be glorified for it. And that is exactly what is done when the media covers it, like so many of them do. And the RJ is the absolute worst offender of this, in my opinion. Analyzing every aspect of the situation, making wild assumptions, interviewing victims as if they were sideline reporters at a sporting event, asking people to relive the event in salacious details, sharing their feelings about the matter, and various other human interest stories, all disgusting glorifications of what happened. Tell me exactly what the benefit of sharing that a mother of three who was visiting Vegas for the first time was one of the people who died. Important information that needed to be shared in any way. How does that help the situation at all? For an industry that considers it their moral duty to uncover and report the truth of things, it's deplorable how little credit they accept for glorifying human tragedy or for encouraging those compelled to commit such acts of attracting attention to whatever sycophantic cause they're promoting. And using such tragedies to promote personal agendas like anti-gun regulation is appalling. Taking rights away from the majority of people because the overwhelming minority of people abuse those rights is no different 
than making alcohol illegal because some people choose to drink and drive and end up getting into an accident and killing someone. All of these things are exactly why the people who plan to do things like this want the public to react. If the media reported on these incidents with the same coverage they give the opening of a restaurant, things like this wouldn't happen. And if you think I'm oversimplifying, think about this. If not to call attention to what they did, what did this person hope to accomplish by this act? Were they looking to promote an anti-music festival agenda? Were they looking to reduce the number of country music fans? Were they simply trying to reduce the surplus population? No, they were looking for attention and as much as they could get. So it can be said with no exaggeration that the media coverage of such events is the reason such events occur. And I understand it is human nature to get caught up in the tragedy and tune in to watch coverage regarding whatever happened, but think about this. The only reason the media covers things like this the way that they do is because they know it will attract viewers. So with that being said, it's only fair to conclude that those who watch the excessive media coverage of an event like this are also to blame for things like this happening. And before anybody freaks the fuck out, I'm not saying those affected, even if only indirectly affected, shouldn't support one another, shouldn't help however they can share their thoughts and feelings on the matter and make public showings of community. It just shouldn't be exploited for money or attention. So think about that before you make the decision to tune in, to like something on Facebook, to retweet or use a fucking hashtag related to an event like this. Are you encouraging someone else to do something similar for their 15 minutes of fame? I also want to clarify that I am very proud of our friends in the Vegas New Media for their reporting on the matter, most of which was similar to our own, electing to only report on the facts and then return to news as usual. And while I don't agree with a lot of his views, I think Vital Vegas has covered this situation and shared his personal thoughts via social media with as much integrity as one could ask for. But I will be honest, I had side conversations with him about it, like, stop fucking talking about it. <laughs> and he shared with me that this was the way that he was dealing with it. That this was by by making it sound bites and little snippets of information via social media. It's not like he was doing the fucking RJ shit where he was writing a new fucking uh, article that would be on the Vital Vegas blog that they would have linked to and have people come to and check out. It's not like he was doing that. He kind of did what we've done with our Twitter handle. When we initially started this show, 360 Vegas was supposed to be the official show handle, and then I created 360 Vegas Mark so I could say all the fucking fucked up shit that I say via social media and still share it, but then have a clean Twitter handle that we would then be able to use. Which for you quickly gave business. up on. Yeah, I, I forgot about it and got annoyed by having to switch Twitter handles, so I was like, fuck that. And that's kind of what he did is it was just... You know what? I'm going to share my personal feelings right here. I'm not driving you to my fucking website. Yes, I get my Twitter handle is is at Vital Vegas, but it's no different than saying that I'm using my show to promote something because I'm tweeting at 360 Vegas. No, it's me. Everybody fucking knows it's me. And it's the same thing that he did. Although I don't like everything he said. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tony, can I go first? or? Of course, sure. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. So, I love and respect our friends that are in Vegas and I'm glad that they're all safe I give God Christina the best support for promoting the blood drive for people to go and yeah, help that out was awesome. and I just wish anyone that was injured the best of health I also didn't want to well what Enrage I wanted me? to say yeah. well no yeah you because you and I have very different opinions on this but I will say this and you stole it a little bit in your little tirade there but as soon as this whole thing happened, I looked at you and I said, well, no wonder he went off the fucking rails because he was listening to country music for the last three days. Who <laughs> wouldn't go nuts? And that's the thing I want to say is we we are a show about Vegas and we laugh at Vegas and we make fun of Vegas and, and this happened in Vegas and it's fine. I agree with the stance that we've taken as far as not taken as far as not glorifying it. But if you don't think at some point in time it's going to come up in a joke, maybe when it's not so raw and everything else is so bad, that's not who we are. So yeah. I'm not going to let a nut 
wreck what we love to do, which is talk about Vegas. Yeah. Everything that has to do with Vegas. Yep. So that's my little rant, Tony. You? <laughs> I, I don't have a whole lot more to add um, outside of what I think Mark has already shared. I, I agree with his points, and, and these were points that he had you know, we, the three of us, the, you know, a little man behind the curtain for our listeners, we talked about whether we wanted to share these sorts of things. Even this. Last week. Even yeah. this. It this was, was in the script. The script. For last it was week. ready to go. And I Tony and I had it. no idea. I was like, nope, we're like, I'm not doing it. Holy shit, I didn't do it. I'm like, I'm not doing it. Move on. No. And you, honestly, I think you have a much better tone about it today than you would have had last I week. I completely agree. And, and I told you that. I feel like last week, I you was angry about it. I was fucking infuriated that the media was doing what they're doing. This week, especially after talking to Scott and, and the way that he's chosen to address the situation and understanding why he's doing what he's doing, caused me to get a little more insight and to understand that I've chosen to do it this way to deal. He's chosen to do it that way to deal. We chose to find the War Machine story hilarious and make fun of it as a way to deal. Right. It's all just how we deal. And the only thing I then decided to do after having multiple people kind of say thank you for doing this and not doing what everybody else is doing is to call further, out the folks that are yes, doing it. Further yeah. call out that I, I agree with you. It, like it meant so much that people realized what we were doing. And th this was my favorite one just because it's like I realized shortly after this, we're like, he's not going to do it. That's fucking brilliant. He's not going to do it at all. Well, so the question is. Did you just disappoint him because now you talked about it? <gasps> oh, I didn't talk about it. I talked about what the media is doing. Oh, okay. Good I point. very specifically right. am making the point to not continue to address that situation. And we won't speak of it again, minus a joke from here. You know, that, I mean, I, that's going to happen. That's my only thing is I don't want this to be a terrible Oh, no, no. That, that, yeah, no. It's, it's, it's a part of the, the history of, of the city that we love. Yeah. It's going to come up. The only time that I really got... Uh, verklempt, let's say, out of this situation. Most of all was that uh, the little um, Las Vegas promo thing that said, we were always there for you during the great times. Now you're there for us now, or, or you're there for us now or something. And I thought Aww. that perfectly encapsulates how I feel about it. Vegas, if I had the vacation time, I would be there yeah. right now yeah. I would Don't love to blood until I was until I looked like Mr. Burns from The Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the Vegas that I know. Yeah. Uh, you know, I've told this story before, but very, very briefly. Here's here's how I got to know just who the human beings are that make up the city of Las Vegas. One day when I, Jen and I were at Bally's, I was still wearing hard contacts. I blinked and my eyes must have been dry. My hard contact popped out of my eye. Now for folks who have ever worn hard contacts, no, they're like glasses. You only get one set, unlike say soft contacts where you have multiple pairs. I called up a local, you know, name a pickup, you know, eye contact, Glass. Lens crafters. Lens crafters. It was at one of the local Vegas malls. Told them what happened. They said, you know what? If you can find a way to get from the strip to the mall here, we'll hook you up with the closest contact that we can come up with that's close to what your uh, prescription is. And we'll just give it to you because that's going to suck for the rest of the trip if you only can see out of one eye. <laughs> Those are the people that are the day-to-day -day driving around Las Vegas, making Las Vegas the city that we absolutely love, that is what will always be the city to me. And I've, I've always said to people, I've never met anybody cranky in Las Vegas. Chris from Faces and Aces podcast made the comment the other day about the coolest thing is you can know literally nobody in Vegas and you can sit at a blackjack table or stand at a craps table and within eight minutes, your best friends with everybody that's standing in your immediate vicinity of that craps table because that's who, the people that, that go to Las Vegas. Yeah. So the nah, one, this I, guy. Yeah, I, I hate to say a, a one little side note, but the, there's yeah. some, I've met some real assholes at the craps tables and blackjack tables in Las Vegas. But in general, yes, that's a true statement. <laughs> oh, you gotta, you gotta be that guy, don't you, Karen? Right? You yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Would have ruined the good time. <laughs> but hey, the same. Okay, the same way that I'm gonna make a joke about this eventually is the same way I'm gonna rain on your two parade. Mm -hmm. Attention's off me for too long. What that <laughs> Kidding. All right, kids. Do we have anything else, or can I uh, tell everybody that 
that's going to do it for episode 246. I think you just did. Yeah. We're going to thank you for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog, which is 360vegaspodcast.com. Of course, you can support the show through purchasing uh, things from our affiliates like Amazon.com, Tickets.AccessVegas.com, or Earth Limos, where you will get a 10% discount just by using the promo code 360Vegas. Or, as Bo aptly pointed out, you can just make a PayPal donation. Now, do remember that you can buy merchandise from our store, Zazzle.com slash 360Vegas, or you can help others find the show by reviewing this on iTunes. If you'd like to send us some feedback, written or audio, you can do so at 360VegasPodcast at gmail.com. And if you aren't sure how to record audio with your smartphone and email it to the show, well, guess what? We've got instructions on how to do that as well on the blog's main page. Tony, where can folks find you? I am at 360 Vegas Tony. And Karen? I'm at Karen Mark. You just told you where you can find me, so till next time. Yeah.